0: Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio, just, Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gidea-Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leverages. Be sure to simple. subscribe to Leverage Masters and your favorite podcatcher for great time. tips and case studies just on using yesterday. leverage to achieve she your, you your biggest goals much faster.
1: It's, it's my bad. I double scheduled. I can no. Be sure.
0: No. Oh. Hello. Well, welcome,
1: everyone, to another episode of Leverage Masters
0: here on uh, Blog Talk Radio. I am your co host, <laughs> Tina Gaudio Graves, the co founder of TheLeverageSt.com and <laughs> Divisio.com, the no, own new affiliate network for folks doing good. We have got a fantastic show lined up for you guys today. We have my all around partner in crime, Jack Humphrey, the co founder of the Leverage San Divisio, and my co host here on the show. Hello, Jack. Hello. How is sunny Florida today? It is beautiful. Actually, a little cooler than normal. Still in the 80s today, so I'm loving it. Oh, my gosh. Get a sweater. Right? <laughs> awesome. Well, yes, we do have an awesome show today. I am, I'm going to have to make our guest work a little bit more than we do our typical guests because I don't have a um, complete bio on her. So I'm going to have her reintroduce herself a little bit more than I usually let people do or have people do or make people do every week. We have Rachel Lee Coppola, the founder of RME, and she's here to talk leverage Rachel thank you for being on leverage masters
1: thank you so much for having me
0: well like I said Hello. I don't see a bio here so I just I would like you to give us a little bit of a rundown on uh, who you are what you're up to and and what's your most favorite thing that gets you out of bed every morning right now
1: okay so um like you said, I'm, I'm Rachel E. and I'm the co founder of RME, I'm Ramsey Maholan Events. And what we do is we um, take 10 to 15 aspiring musicians and we give them a platform to showcase their music. And then we invite an industry representative from one of the um, major record labels to come and give them an assessment of their music and a chance to network um, with them and also uh, a show to to uh, present that in front of their family and friends. And so we do this on a, um, a, a large, a large uh, network. So we produce 10 shows a month, and we will uh, basically in 30 cities right now across North America. And we're expanding into um, Canada and also into colleges. So we do also do this on a college level as well. Um, so we have three colleges that are scheduled. Um, for the spring of this year, and there's also a kind of a um, philanthropic side as well. So I believe in giving back. I believe in making a difference, and so we love to help other people. And a portion of the proceeds of our sponsorships will go directly to local charities. Um, And also a portion of the proceeds from our college events, 100% of the ticket sales go right back to the college. So they will, uh, 50% of that goes to the music department and 50% of it goes to the sororities, uh, fraternities, and other clubs to help them raise money for anything that they need to raise money for. And then of course, some of the proceeds of the sponsorships will go as well back to um, local charities that we support. And so that's kind of what we do on a philanthropic side. Um, And obviously it's about helping other people and helping them grow and ultimately changing the music industry and making it into something wonderful, um, even more wonderful than it already is. So that's kind of a little bit about the bio um, <laughs> of what, this, uh, what RME does.
0: Wow, that's, uh, this is really <laughs> cool. I think Gina always has people come on, and I think she likes to surprise me uh, and knows that I'm going to have a really good time uh, with certain <laughs> guests. And I'm, I can just see her on the other end right now smiling, because she must have known I was going to have fun today. This is oh, really awesome. good. <laughs> I'm a musician. I'm in a band. I'm in a Celtic really? band. I uh, play Irish music, and uh, so and I always have played drums and everything. So, I mean, musician all my life since, uh, at, well, middle school, so... Uh, and, and I've had a heck of a life since then, so, yeah, long time. <laughs> and That's Wow, awesome. this is really cool, near and dear to my heart. And dripping with leverage, this is one of the things that I've always kind of watched because I've never pressured myself to, you know, be big in music or anything. And I never, mm-hmm. you know, really wanted – I mean, you know, maybe in high school I dreamt about it uh, – Uh, you know being on the stage with motley Crue or something but you know we all have that but i never (laughs) i I didn't feel that kind of pressure to make it so but i always felt that from other bands who did and man it's hard out there and i don't think that i can recall in this entire time anybody doing anything for bands like you're doing like i've never seen anything like that this is amazing this is must be really really cool for them
1: Oh, I love it! And the best part is, like right now in today's world, you cannot go to a record or to an industry rep. You can't. They, you know, if you try to go to the record label, they will a, a big nine-foot human is going to come and throw you out on the street. You know, it's not like that. You can't just go and call them up out of the blue and say, "Hey, come and sign me." They're going to laugh at you, um, or they won't even answer your phone because there's no relationship. And I think that's what it's about. And to talk about leverage. Um, The biggest thing that I think is relationships. Relationships are where it's at, and so we want to give each musician that comes through our doors an opportunity to create that relationship with the rest, create that bond, that network, that that drive, and, and basically make it for themselves, make things happen. We want to present them with the opportunity, and so we're presenting opportunity. To each person that comes through our door, there's no promise of any. Nobody gets signed on Tuesday. Nobody gets, uh, you know, comes through our doors and said, "Oh, I'm going to be saying this after this." No, it's just a tool and an opportunity that hopefully that they'll take and um, how, what they decide to do from there is is uh, on them. Um, but we want to pre- present that opportunity. So
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> That's well, I mean, it's really day. taking. about yeah, my favorite. <laughs>
0: Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you're just totally built for leverage masters <laughs> because oh, uh, with our other company, Divizio, and, and uh, Directions University, and um, and everybody who knows Gina and and I, uh, they, uh, this this trifecta of this win-win-win situation. We really feel like it's one of the most perfect business models in the world. It's just like. Oh, it's got every single ingredient in it when you're talking about the philanthropic side and you're wearing it on your sleeve right off the bat you put it right in your bio you didn't put it as a footnote you didn't say on page twenty five of our website down at the bottom one percent of something goes to somebody you you that is who you are that is what your company is and does and among the other things that you do and that's really what business is turning into these days if anybody wants to get the kind of attention that they need because I bet you anything there's leverage dripping off of everything that you're doing I can tell already but the philanthropic side helps you network it helps you get the word out if you're working Mm -hmm. for nonprofits and you're helping people with these big passionate organizations of people who are like whatever you say man if somebody somebody's coming to town this is going to get us you know, maybe some funding that we need, and it's also going to be entertaining. It's going to help other people. Right. I mean, that's why people join nonprofits and support nonprofits, uh, is because they want to help other people. And here you go, you're doing this for musicians, but you're also doing it for the schools, and you're also, it's really really smart. It's really really oh, lovely. You. And you have the trifecta right here in RME.
1: Right, and that's what I'm I'm hoping to do. And somebody said, well, are you going to take a pro? You know. I I got asked this yesterday. Um, Are you going to be taking money out of a nonprofit to pay your bills? And I said, uh, absolutely not. You know, the way I see it is I make money off of my business, you know. And so anything that comes through anybody's nonprofit is for them, you know. I don't need that. Um, Like for me, I live extremely simple. Um, I'm very low maintenance. I love to build something, to create something from nothing, to, to you know, even in my spare time um, flipping houses, I actually did it myself. Like I literally refinished my own cabinet, helped to drill them all in, you know, like with my own hands, because I believe in creating something from nothing and you see the finished product and it's just absolutely beautiful. And so I don't just want to talk about it. I want to do it. And that's kind of what, what we're doing now is t- creating something from nothing and building it up and making it into something absolutely beautiful and magnificent so when people see it, they go, wow, this is amazing. I want to be a part of this or, uh, you know, how can I get involved? And we have many opportunities for people to get involved. Um, we've got, I mean, so many opportunities that I can't even think of to, be, to become involved in what we're doing. And, again, it stems down to your show, Leverage, leveraging everything. Um, so <laughs> that's kind of a little bit about, about that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, gosh, where do we even go? This is so rich. Um, <laughs> where do you want to go? Like, okay, so let's back up a little bit and just talk about, um, I mean, where did, the, where did all this start? Why are you so interested in helping musicians? What's, what's the story there?
1: Um, So I actually uh, play the piano and I sing in church, or at least I did. And for back in college, I had somebody tell me that I wasn't good enough to play for some certain show that I tried out for. Um, And that always struck in my head of maybe I'm not good enough, maybe I am. And so because of that, I kind of took a step back from, playing because maybe you know, I believed some of the lies that were told to me, okay, maybe I'm not good enough. Uh, maybe you know, all these different negative thoughts were creeping up in my mind, and at the time I didn't have the control that I have now of controlling every single thing that you say, every single thing that you think, what you eat, what you do, and how you act, and I didn't have that at the time, and I allowed the thoughts of that person who said it to kind of take it over. Um, and, you know, knowing what I know now, that was not the way to handle it. And so because of that, I didn't play much. And it wasn't until, you know, last year even, where I really sat down and I said, music makes me happy. I love playing. I love singing. Why am I not doing this? Out of fear? Hmm. Fear that I don't sound good? Fear, fear is what caused me to not fulfill and do things that I know I'm supposed to do. And I had to get past that thought process and retrain my brain to think, you know, it doesn't matter. Who cares what other people think? This is what I love to do. And so because of that, I have started playing more in my own house. Um, I'm doing live streaming on my, on my personal page. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm not the kind of person, I, will, I don't ever have a desire to, to be famous or do anything like that. Um, This is purely for fun and relaxation and just to create something from nothing. And so I started playing on my Facebook page, and, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm getting several, like, thousand views (laughs) per video that I'm posting. Um, I had 6,000 views the other day on my personal page, and I'm going, okay, you know, I mean, this is fun, Uh, sure, people, I guess they like it. So, you know, maybe I should start playing more. Um, And through that, you know, it's something I'm passionate about, music. I'm passionate about expression. Um, Music is expression, and a lot of people don't know how to communicate. Um, Most people can't communicate, and music is a way to help them communicate and be more expressive and be able to uh, understand who they are and be able to make something of themselves. And it gives them hope. It gives them you know, culture, it gives them drive. And I love that about music, and I love the fact that I can be a part of something like that. And so that's kind of what drives us to do what we, we do. Um, musicians, they need help, and I'm a helper. I wanna help people. That with the core of everything that I am, I want to help people. And if I can help people do what they're passionate about and fulfill their dreams, most of them don't know how. They've got all these amazing skills. They've got all these things that they want to accomplish in their life, and they just don't know how to do it. And so we give them um, opportunities. We give them, you know, education. What do you do next? How do I get my fan base up? How do I sell tickets to this event? How do I meet with this label industry rep? How do I do this? How do I do that? And we give them hope, and we give them drive and meaning. And sometimes that's all they need, somebody to believe in them. And so that's kind of what drives us to do what we do is that type of a message.
0: (laughs) Wow. That is very cool. I'm trying to... Realize that we have still 45 minutes and take it slow, but I want to talk so fast. I have so many questions for you. I'm going to try the best that I can to remain calm. Uh, That's awesome. As you're talking about that, I'm looking at your page, uh, rmepresents.com, rmepresents.com, and everybody go check that out. You, there's a section on your site close to the top called Ticket Links and it looks like the tour schedule for Iron Maiden it is massive and I'm thinking wait okay so you just said all the things that you just said and it's like well I mean I'm sure this is really super it has to be mega organized and everything but how in the world each one of these events is a different event Iron Maiden gets to pack up their plane and fly to each city they play the same show they play it with the same set the same speaker setup and everything mm-hmm. else, and this is all different bands in every single thing with a whole bunch of new people to organize around every single event. And it's Los right. Angeles on nine nine, it's Chicago at nine ten, it's San Diego at nine ten. These things are happening at the same time, so of course right. you have a network. How does all this work? It looks crazy, like complicated.
1: Okay, so again, I believe in delegation. Um, I can't do everything on my own. Um, I, I'm just going to be flat out honest with you on this radio show and for the world to know. My, things that I struggle with is organization. You know, so I have a, a wonderful team. My partner, I've got three partners, uh, Mark Kilkenroth, um, uh, John Luca Gibbons, and Kevin Wright, and they are absolutely amazing, and mark is probably one of the most organized people that i know and he leads our team into organization and to delegation as well um so he you know has the ability to organize up 15 billion things at once whereas my mindset is i'm only focused on one thing so as i'm talking to you you know nothing else is going on because i cannot focus on more than one thing so i believe in delegation and also Doing what you're good at. So when it comes to business and leveraging, you have to do what you're good at. If you don't do what you're good at, number one, you're not going to be happy. And number two, you're not going to be as efficient. And you're not going to get the job done as well as you can if you do what you're good at. And so everybody on our team does what they're good at. Um, You know, if somebody's amazing at marketing, we put them in marketing. Um, If somebody says, I want to do this, we'd give them a job for that. So, yes, we all have to learn every single job, but at the same time, if we're all doing what we're good at and our strengths, we're a stronger team, we're more efficient, and we can get the job done. As far as going to, you know, each different show, um, each show that we do is definitely organized. We have a team in every city. Um, Our new events that we have, uh, you know, every month we're trying to pick up a new city, And so, you know, when we don't have a team in that city, then our team flies and trains another team to be able to 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 do that event, um, so that they know what they're doing and they're able to be more efficient. Because I have two children and my partner has two children or three children and one on the way, and family. And we believe in family first. So this is a family first business. Um, You know, everybody goes to the baseball games, to you know, soccer, hockey um uh, whatever it is okay, wait <laughs> Music i have to recitals. i have to stop you right there yes <laughs> i hate to
0: interrupt but this is a, a you're going to like why i'm interrupting okay i go want ahead. everybody <laughs> listening to listen to the stuff that that you're saying and and nobody expects you in america if somebody is successful and doing something as big and multifaceted as you, no one expects you to be a family person. No one even expects that you are going to the hockey games or anything else, because of course, one, you're very successful. Two, that always demands sacrifice of the family and everything else. And everybody just has to deal with that. But I wanted to point out to everybody what you were just saying now, which is it's family first. So you're able to somehow pull off this massive feat of coordination and organization all across the country, and, and, and you have teams and you guys fly around and, and train teams and everybody's organized, and actually the events get pulled off and everybody still has a good time simultaneously across the country having two different events in two different cities, and you just now told everybody that family is first and that you guys take the time to do that kind of stuff. The only way that that can happen is with leverage and a really, really yes. deep, deep understanding of leverage, delegation, and yes. doing what you are good at. So I just had to stop you there because, my gosh, I don't think we've ever had a better example of this than you. <laughs> and all the hundreds of shows that we've done so far on Leverage Masters, this is this one's taken the cake so far.
1: Oh, wow, thank you. I Yeah, I think family first. And it was funny because yesterday my partner's uh, – my partner, Mark, his wife is having a baby and she has a baby shower and her baby shower is scheduled on our San Diego um, event. And he looks at me and he says, do you want to go to the baby shower? And I said, absolutely. But I thought we had the show. He said, go to the baby shower. It's more important. And I was like, oh, are you serious? You know, that meant like everything because we both understand that family is first and ultimately first. If we, you know, that you don't sacrifice that hockey game for that business meeting unless, uh, you know, if it's going to work out, you can reschedule that meeting. <laughs> I mean, there are certain situations where that person's only in once a year, you know, and I mean, things that, that do happen that we do have to cancel, but the ultimate goal is family first, because if your family is not thriving, your business is not going to thrive. Um, and that's how we fully agree and, you um, You know sometimes the kids come to work with us sometimes they come on a trip with us um because if we're gone so much and we're disconnected then you know this business is our family i mean we always say this is our baby we've created it together and we're going to take care of it and we're going to do everything we can if we're not doing that in our own family life how in the world are we going to do that in our business life it's just not going to happen So, I mean, if I can go back and tell you what I did before I did business was social media. And, you know, I started a social media uh, marketing company, and we did social media, SEO, SEM, and website design. And I remember trying to find somebody um, for LinkedIn because, like, my personal pages, I've got over 90,000 on Twitter, over almost 40,000 on Instagram, and on Facebook I have 40,000. And I remember LinkedIn, LinkedIn was my hardest. I didn't know anything about LinkedIn. All I knew is I had 3,000 connections, thousands of endorsements, but I didn't know why. And so I'm like, maybe I should hire a LinkedIn person. So I'm gonna go find this LinkedIn person. So I did, I found this girl, she charged $65 an hour. And I thought that was a lot, but I'm like, I'll pay that if she's good and can teach me about LinkedIn. Um, Because I just didn't feel like going to YouTube and, and doing it myself. Um, Although, Mm -hmm. you know, you two can teach you everything, but I wanted somebody hands-on to tell me, to teach me. And so I did. I, I, I obviously do my research before I hire anybody, and I did research on her. She had 600 connections on LinkedIn. You know, and I looked at her to myself, and I thought to myself, where is her credibility? You know, she's telling me that she is this expert in LinkedIn, and she only has 600 followers. And it really made me think about um, number one, relationships, and number two, credibility. Nobody is going to want, going to trust you if you have 600 followers. And I did not hire her. You know, here I am with 3,000. I don't even know how I got it. And she's trying to teach me about LinkedIn. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. not going to happen. And so it made me think if I don't have the credibility, if I can't do it for myself, how in the world is anybody going to trust me in the business world? They're not. You see all the different coaches out on Facebook and, and out on every platform that are like, I'm going to teach you how to run your business, and they've never even done a business, you know? And
0: so, no, they just, um, they, just, they just finished the course themselves. Somebody sold did. them saying exactly. how they can be a Facebook coach. <laughs>
1: exactly. I don't want to be their know, first victim. Exactly. They're learning guys. And yes, you can <laughs> learn from everybody, but for me it's about credibility. If you cannot do it for yourself, then you can't do it for other people. Um, it's, and nobody's going to trust yeah. you. And I don't want to run a, a non-authenticity non-authentic, um, business. We want to be authentic in everything we do. Um, and that includes the yeah. family first. Um, and so, you know, we try our best. Yeah, we work a lot. Um, and we tried. I mean, to be honest, during school, I'm going to pick my kids up every single day at a normal, reasonable hour. You know, I don't want them to sit in daycare. They'll just have enough time to do their homework, um, but for the most part, we, I try to pick them up, and then there's no working until they go to bed, you know. So we want to have that kind of relationship and connection because it's, this is our baby. This is There's no difference between – well, I'm not saying that. I mean, you know, you've know, you got your family and the business, but the business is a part of your baby, and it's still a baby. It's not a teenager that can live on its own and um, – you know, I check in with them every once in a while and give them advice when they need it. This is a baby. It's new. It has to grow and has to, has to, has to um, be nurtured. Um, well, and how,
0: how new is it? Like, uh, so you look at this and you look at all the things that are so
1: established, they feel, it feels very established. Oh, yes, because we've done, we've done over 500 shows. Um, but we had it under a different name before. And so what we did was we only did music showcases. Um, so we've produced over 500 shows in the past all across the country. Um, so this is absolutely nothing new that we've done, only we've made it better. So instead of just doing music showcases, we're doing all event production. So we're, we're branching out into colleges. We're taking on uh, big, huge galas, charity events, you know, celebrity-driven galas. Um, we're taking on any type of different event that we can possibly do instead of just music showcases. Um, so we're a full event production company. So if somebody needs a fundraiser, we can definitely do everything to help them with our fundraiser. All the logistics, all uh, anything that needs to be done, talent, um, you, know, you name it, we can, we can, we can leverage everything. and and help them with whatever they need help with. And so before it was just music and we switched and changed it to um, uh, be 100% everything all around. Um, So it's not new, but it is new. So it's something new that we're doing um, with the all events, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, because I mean I was starting to think, well, you just wear a cape all day long, and you people are so superhuman that my listeners no. are never going to believe anything that you're saying, because <laughs> 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 how the heck could they do all that unless they were from Krypton, and uh, yeah. glad to know that you're not, glad to know that you're normal human beings, and... Absolutely. and, and i 'm so still really stoked for the idea that we 've got the most radical example of leverage we 've certainly had in all of two thousand and seventeen I mean because it 's just nuts And i 'm trying to figure out what to pick apart next i 'm trying so uh, so it's it 's all of event pr- production it 's not just uh, the showcases no. and everything um, so you 're obviously one of these types that is a lightning rod. We talk about a lot on the show. We have lightning rods on the show every single week. And it's people who put themselves in the center of the storm. You're the eye of the storm, we could say that. Uh, and, and everybody comes to you, everybody comes through you, and you are the hub for so many different pieces of a giant network that has to pull together in order to even begin to pull this kind of stuff off. Right. Maybe you can share with listeners what... What does that feel like? What's it like in there? A lot of people are like, well, how do you do it and whatever. And I think we've talked about that a lot with with different folks. I always like to hear, what is it like? Because, you know, in the eye of a storm, it's very calm. You know, you fly through all this chaos, and there can be a lot of things going on, but you can still take your kid, pick your kid up from school. That's definitely an eye of the storm kind of feeling. Even if you're really busy, you know there's a big storm around you, (laughs) and things could get crazy. But what is it like to have your hands in all of those kinds of things? And I know you're speaking for the group and not just yourself, uh, you know, because it takes a, a village to do what you do. But what's it like? What's it feel like to have that much um, ability to make such incredible things happen in the world
1: well I think it comes down to relationships um, relationships are the key you know if somebody says well how do you know that person or that person it's about creating relationships and it's not about what I what can I get from you it's not about that it's about how can I help you so the first thing when I meet somebody and I and I talk to them it's not what can you do for me um, because number one, that's a turn off And number two, that's not an authentic relationship. And authenticity is everything. And so what we do, the very first thing is, how can I help you? What value can I provide to you? How can I make your life easier? Is there something that, you know, I could do to, to help you? Um, and creating that type of relationship is the key because that person is going to tr- learn to trust you. And when you have trust, then you can create an even bigger leverage um you know so when we were deciding to start this business over again and rebrand and make things better um i shared the idea with several friends um and you know the everything that came out of their mouth i talked to 20 different people about it and the first thing they said was what can i do to help you so not only this business but i mean i have so many different ideas you know, like you, I want to do a podcast show um, that not with leveraging, but you know, with speaking to other people and learning about them. Oh, please don't I, compete when, with
0: us. You'd probably destroy oh, never, us.
1: <laughs> never. I would never do that. Good, um, good, good. I like a partner. <laughs> and you know, um, yes. when any in business, in in you know, in any kind of a show that we do in the future, um, I was speaking to several different friends, and they said, "Well, what can I do to help you?" And I was like, wow, you know, this is, like, coming right back at me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't really have anything right now. Um, but in the future, you know, definitely I would love to, to get your wisdom and, your, you know, what what you think I should do and maybe some different ideas, brainstorming. Um, so it's about a network and building those authentic, real relationships with people that will help you help each other. Um, so it's all about uh you know, helping each other. And so, I mean, I have one of my closest friends, um, I was just talking to them about this, and I said, you know, what is a friend? A friend is somebody who helps to build each other up. You know, if you're not, I say iron sharpen as iron. So if you're not making your friend better, then there's a problem there. Um, Because everything that we say out of our mouth should be edifying and helping to build one another up whether it's in your personal life or whether it's in your business, um, and yes, there's going to be problems, and you know maybe you have to fire somebody or maybe you know they're not working out, but at least there's hope. Um, and I always go back to my dad. My dad has um, another amazing business. Um, maybe I shouldn't be saying this on the radio because they might hear. Um, so in then in the past, my dad had an employee. Okay, I won't put this on social media. No, I'm just kidding. I will. Um, <laughs> I, I, my dad had an employee who uh, was struggling, and in his life, he was struggling with his personal life, and you know, it showed in the business life. and And he should have been fired probably five times. Like my, I, if he was my employee, I probably would have fired him five times. My dad said no. I want him to grow I believe in him I want to help him and he did and that employee is thriving and that employee's life has been changed and that employee has just a whole new outlook on life because he was given a chance and because my dad took time not just in business but to help him with his personal life and it's working out phenomenally And, and I believe in that too I believe in helping everybody so our Team isn't just our team, it's kind of like a family. You know, we love and we care about every single buddy that works with us. Um, even the people that are in different parts of the country. You know, a team, a family, again, it comes down to family. Our business is family. So when you become a part of RME team, you're not just another person on the payroll, you're not a number. You know, we want to get to know you. Who are you as a person? Can we help you become better? Can we help you become the best that you could possibly be? You know, that's kind of our philosophy. Um, it's not just about working. You're not just fulfilling, uh, you know, a, a job title. You know, you're somebody. You're, you're somebody, and you have so much potential to be the best that you could possibly be, and that's what we portray at RME, is that, uh, that to become the absolute best that you could possibly be in every single area of your life. Um, And so again, you're not just an employee. You're a part of our family, and we're going to do anything we can for our family, provided that you are on the same page as us and want to continue to learn and grow. So again, it's about learning and growing and becoming the best person that you could possibly be. And I believe that's the only way to be successful. And when you when you well, stop trying to grow and you stop trying to to learn and you think you know it all, then you can't grow. And when you're not growing, you're dying. So yeah. I guess that's kind well, of where I'm thinking.
0: You just exposed a very – not that you would ever have <laughs> done it because it's leverage, but what a massive leverage tactic that you're using there because, I mean – some people will gloss over this and never really understand what it means to invest in your people. And a lot of people just, yes. they hear that phrase and they're like, what's that? I don't even, you know. But the way you just so eloquently talked about it, that's what that means. That's exactly the definition of what that means. And it's that deep and broad and important. And I'm starting to get an idea of why you guys can pull off these monster feats of organization and and uh, and have this, this network work so well. It's one thing to have a network. But people who are just doing things as a job and you know they tend to not be able to be a part of a machine that can pull something off like you guys are doing. They have to feel a little bit more a part of a company and of a, of a more of a, more a part of a mission and right. you know and take it personally in order to get the kinds of things done that you guys obviously get done now i'm starting to get the idea of why you guys can do this stuff, because if that's your mantra, if that's what you really believe then and that's how everybody is treated and, and that's how everybody feels in the company, then heck 'em you don't you might still have a cape on in my eyes, but uh that's not the only thing <laughs> it does it, it it's it's starting to break down into it's not a superhuman feat uh, of of engineering and organization coordination, but um not only that is is it that, but it's something where you've put together that family. You make me want to join the family. I keep looking at the site. I'm like, I wonder what I could do with these guys. And uh, I have to tell you, uh, I really picture something overlaying the top of this. Maybe you've got this already. But some, uh, you know, some young person who doesn't have the, the family needs that we do <laughs> with picking up kids at school and everything, your podcast or a podcast and also on YouTube and everything else, of somebody just going to all of your events being of the Ryan Seacrest type DJ uh, mm-hmm. MC kind of thing just covering what you do how much of that is going on right now because it seems like you're just going direct to the the thing is there anybody who's covering because you guys are creating massively valuable content every time you have well, one of these events you're that's
1: one of the things that we're working on is Because in the past, we didn't do any kind of marketing whatsoever. Um, Everything was done with no marketing budget whatsoever. Um, There was no media. There was none of this. And now our goal is to have media at each event, so local media and a red carpet and a sponsor. So those are the two things that I would, I mean, love to work with is somebody that could help us generate sponsorships and somebody that can help us with the PR. Um, So that kind of... Something new that I'm learning still, um, how to do PR. Because in the business, you have to learn every single role in the business. You know, at least be somewhat knowledgeable. So when I was running, you know, a marketing company, I had to learn how to create a website, how to design a website. I had to learn how to run ads, how to, you know, do social media, how to do this, how to do that. Am I the best? No, but at least I have a basic knowledge of what I'm doing, and I can teach somebody. Um, you know, that because I've done it myself. And it comes down to doing it yourself and having that credibility. I am not the best Mm -hmm. designer. In fact, I'm far from it. But I do know all about it. And in every business, you have to have that basic knowledge. Um, Know your business. And that's the biggest thing that we're learning is to know your business. Um, Know what's coming in, what's coming out. When is this, what date is this show? If somebody asks, you know, this, I want to be able to answer them, and I'm still working on that because that's not my strength to be able to just shout out everything that, about a business. So, you know, that's something I have to work on, and then I'm trying to daily work on. Um, so it, it's yeah, beautiful- down to, yeah, knowing your business.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, the the beautiful thing about that is that you really don't have to do anything other than what you guys are doing. You just need to cover yourselves. like. right. It's okay to have you, – you need the local media. You need local press yeah. and everything. But you can feel the disjointed nature of that because they are going to do what they do on the ground right there. But who's tying it all together? Because you have this network of shows going on sometimes simultaneously all over the place. Uh, of course, one person isn't going to be able to hit both of those shows. They're going to have to choose. Um, or you can have people reporting in but, but having it as, as people who work for RME and are covering all of the really cool stuff that's going on, on the ground and giving people that overview instead of, you know, just the snippets. And you guys could share content and, um, and things with the locals uh, on the ground. And for the local reporters and everybody to have kind of a liaison would be another thing I could think could be part of that job of, uh, you know, what's going on everywhere else. It could also enhance the way that they cover your shows on the ground by giving them that bigger picture thing yeah we were just in chicago we had this thing you know this this reporter that would be on your staff uh... would be able to be interviewed by the people on the ground going out to local news and everything else and this would be the most knowledgeable person about everything that's going on in the company at any given time because they're the one who's in charge of talking about it on their podcast on their youtube videos and and regular show and then all of a sudden it's like wait a minute we don't have to go out and sell anything. All we have to do is cover what we're doing, and it sells itself. It's beautiful content. You get snippets of really cool bands. I mean, the, uh, as you know, <laughs> the number of people who are really into off-the-beaten-path uh, non-corporate uh, music who are always looking to discover, you know, they, they belong to those college radio stations that, that just right. only play local music and really newly discovered or undiscovered stuff. I mean there's an army of those folks out there as you know and this would be kind of a, the kind of thing that they would love to tune into become your evangelist and further right. the mission and get the get that word out there even further. I think you guys ought to just broadcast your own stuff.
1: Great. Right. That's definitely in the future. <laughs> cool.
0: Cool. I'm glad I could even say see anything that might be able to <laughs> be done because you guys have it all so down but that's really cool. I think um, I, I – I, so, so what, where do you go from here? Like what is the big vision? It's funny to ask you that because it seems big to me now, but what, what is down the road? What does down the road look like for you? Uh, it, you've already recently branched out from just doing showcases for, music, uh, for bands to uh, all events. Is, is it go even bigger than that? What are your aspirations it goes for humongous.
1: this? Um, we have dreams to basically dominate the music industry and to change it and make it better. Um, we have, I have so many ideas. Um, we want to do, you know, festivals. We want to do, um, you know, kids events. We want to do, uh, you know, there's so many things on my vision board of what we want to do within this company. Um, and I think that it's definitely going to happen. It's just a matter of baby steps. And so it comes down to like the family. Um, you know you have to grow at a certain pace you can't just jump all in um, and if you jump all in and you're doing 10 billion things at once and are not, not ready for it that's how businesses fail and that's not going to be us and so we wanted to go at, at a at a pace that's comfortable but still growing and we I mean on our vision board we have so I can't even tell you everything But we have so many amazing things that that are in process that, you know, we're still thinking about developing the ideas and and making them better. But we're going to make this, what we're doing now with the showcases and the college events, extremely amazing, Um, more amazing than it's ever been. And then we'll start adding different things to it and making it bigger and then getting more bigger teams um, and growing and scaling. I believe in scaling businesses. Because, again, if you're not growing, you're dying, and that's not going to happen. Because as many times as we failed in our past, um, everybody's failed. You know, I can't even tell you how many times I have failed. Um, And failed as an investor um, with a lot of of money in the past. Um, And so even though you fail, it doesn't matter how many times you fail. It's about if you're willing to get back up again. And we are you know, and and I am, I mean. And I hope everybody else out there is also willing to get up from any kind of failures that they've had in the past and to, to grow from that and learn and don't repeat the same mistake. You know, I've repeated so many mistakes over and over and over and over, trying to find a different result. And it's not gonna happen, I have to learn, I have to grow, I have to move on, I have to forgive myself, and I have to make things better. And that's kind of what we wanna do. We wanna grow, we wanna learn, we want to take everything in. We you know, this isn't the kind of business where I'm calling where my partner and I are calling all the shots. No, we wanna learn what is our what does our staff want to do? Do they have any ideas? You know, are there things that we can work on that are better? This isn't all about what we know because again, yes we do have a lot of knowledge and a lot of business experience, but these millennials that are coming in have so much more insight into what we don't even know about. You know, they're from a new not a new breed, but almost <laughs> you know, they've got this yeah. different this different this different way of living and this different, you know, new age type mindset that we don't have and we didn't grow up around. And so new ideas are not always bad. They're good. And so we want to learn all we can from I guess the younger people, I mean, I'm still young, but, you know, from the the millennials, the college-age kids, and, you know, how can we make it better? How can we become better? You know, we can learn from everybody. And, I mean, the biggest people that I learned from are not just billionaires and millionaires. The biggest people that I learned from are people that are struggling, people, you know, my kids, oh, my goodness. You know, I'll give you one of the story of my daughter. She was, this was last year in kindergarten, two years ago in kindergarten. And there was this girl that was mean to her every single day. Um, There was only four kids in the class, four girls in the class. And three of the girls, all of the girls were mean to her. Um, And she would struggle every day going to school. And, yes, she was bullied. And there was this one girl who didn't talk for six months out of the year. She was Um, She was from a different country and she came in and she just did not feel comfortable talking. And so, you know, my daughter would try to reach out to her and try to to make her feel welcomed and the girl still didn't talk. So she finally, towards the end of the semester, started talking and became very mean to my daughter. And I remember one day I was there. It wasn't, I volunteered at the school. I was there. I saw with my own eyes. And she was mean to, to, you know, to my daughter, Gemma. And Uh, one day Gemma comes up to me and says, I want to get Chrissy a gift. And I looked at Gemma and I said, why in the world, oh, goodness, I'm saying names Mm. again, Um, uh, why in the world would you want to get her a gift? She's so mean to you. And my Gemma looked at me and she said, even though this girl is mean to me, I still want to be kind. And I was like, oh, my heart broke, (laughs) you know, like, I have, that is probably one of the biggest lessons I have ever learned from anybody is even though people are mean, you still need to be kind. And I mean, what kind of lesson is that? I'm learning it from a five-year-old. So everybody can teach us something. Our employees can teach us something. Our, um, you know, the person down the street who's hurting and who's mean to us can teach us something. Kids can teach us something. The billionaires can teach us something. You know, anybody can teach you something if you're willing to be open and willing to learn and willing to grow. And that is the way to run any type of a business. Because as a business owner, if you're not willing to be open to learning from everybody, then your business is going to suffer. You're not going to make it. And I I guess that's kind of where I'm coming from.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, you uh, in your business in particular, uh, millennials are probably a really big part That's of your you. crowds, um, and it would take a millennial to keep their finger on the pulse of what's cool. I mean, you know how hard it is for us, and yes, we're not right. old, but uh, <laughs> but no. <clears throat> we're not
1: we're not them
0: either. So, no. I mean, and your it's your, your lifeblood to listen to people on the ground who are like, you know what the way you guys are doing this isn't as cool as it could be. And you'd be like, why? And they tell you, and you probably, your eyes roll back in your head like, I don't even know why that's important, but let's try it the next time. And then they're right, you know, sometimes, sometimes they're not, but they're always innovating and and doing that really edgy stuff. And they have a lot more time for it because guess what? They don't have kids yet.
1: And right. <laughs> they don't have
0: those crazy lives that we do. They have time to sit there in shops and coffee shops and stuff and listen to the buzz and, and uh, see, th- see things coming. That So if anybody listening has any kind of business where uh, this kind of thing is important, the words you just spoke are the, really some of the most important things that people could pick up today because that know-it-all syndrome doesn't really come from a place always of ego. It comes from a yes. place of I've gotten this company to this point all by myself so far, or the ideas that have gotten us here were all my mm-hmm. ideas. And people just subconsciously keep going forward in life as if that's always going to be the case. You did great right. getting to where you are, but take a look around and, and put put your head up out of the water for a minute and look around because you, you, you won't always be hitting home runs. You hit a home run to get your business this far, but now you've got the ability to sit back and look around and ask people for their ideas, and, and that includes employees and, and everybody else around you because you can't – It's not possible for a human being to just manufacture, uh, you know, well, Michael Jackson did it (laughs) with music, right? It just seemed like every single album had a massive, massive hit on it. And it's like, wow, some people can do that, but why put that pressure on yourself? And even he got his ideas and branched out, and other people do, musicians do. Um, Some are very well known as completely prolific. Every single album is a huge hit. But there's a reason there's only so many of those relative to the rest of us. (laughs) And, you know, and we, you know, those networks that you guys put together like this that you've done masterfully in your business um, are really, really important. Chains of information, not just networks of little worker bees that move things from here to there.
1: Right. No, definitely.
0: (laughs) Wow. All right. So, so we've, we've got a really big vision. I, I guess I should have imagined you were going to have a, a vision such as change the whole music industry. But hasn't the music industry changed so much in in in, time, in a very, actually, really relatively short time? Like, I yes. don't know, and maybe you can tell me, but I don't know how many people actually rely on going to an, a rep anymore. I, I think... I've seen a lot of people come straight out with their own crowd and demand to talk to a rep. I have 400,000 followers on my YouTube channel. I will have a record deal. And it's either going to be you or somebody else. I mean, don't kids tend to have more of that kind of an attitude now because they've been snubbed so badly by reps and everything else? I mean, once they become empowered, that's a really cool thing for a band.
1: Right. Well, to be honest with you, a lot of the reps will tell them, um, you know, sometimes – going on your own and, and doing indie is so much better. Um, it just depends, you know. Uh, so basically, um, it, nowadays it's not like it was 15 years ago. Um, you know, you, had, you relied a lot on record labels. Nowadays, you can go and do it yourself. You can go and create a social media following. You can go and sell your own tickets and sell your own events and do everything on your own. Um, it's not like it was back then. Um, you rely, nowadays, instead of digital, or you know, you relied a lot on uh, records or uh, CDs, um, and that is a lot of your income. Nowadays, obviously, that's all in the past. You can stream music, you could do, do so many new things. Um, so, it's a, a lot of it is about shows, and they make a lot of money on tours and just different things like that, and on endorsements. If you had a large social media following, you can get a ton of endorsements, and you can get a ton of sponsorships, and you know there's so many different ways that you can make money as a musician nowadays. Um, I know of a, a small itty bitty musician who maybe has a couple hundred, has a couple thousand followers, if even, and they're making over six figures because they, they're kind, of, you know, they rent out their music when they're not using it. They rent out their their sound equipment. They rent this out and they make money off of that and. You know that's very genius to be able to make six six figures as a musician and think outside the box. So a lot of it is thinking outside the box. If you're thinking from this little perspective, um, then you're missing the whole picture because you can become um, you can become successful on your own. It's very 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 possible, and we want to tell them that and we want to give them information, and we want to teach them. Um, we all do yeah. consulting as well with musicians and teach them everything that you know that they can do to become successful. They have to have a, a social media following. If they can't have a social media following and they don't have a fan base, then they're not going to be able to sell anything because there's no relationship. And it's all about the relationship. And whenever I talk to anybody um, – when I'm doing consulting or, or I'm sharing this with whoever that wants to have a, a large social media following. And I always give them a couple of examples. Um, I always take Tyrese Gibson as an example. Um, he's phenomenal. I, I mean, he's a, just a wonderful person inside. And when, he, when you go on his social media page, you get to know him as a person. He shares his true self. He's authentic. And that is extremely yeah. attractive to everybody. Um, authenticity and being who you are, and saying what you what you do, and meaning meaning what you say, and doing what you say you're going to do, is very important. And he shows uh, authenticity to his followers and his fans. Um, and yes, I remember when he had only less than a million followers on Facebook, and he has grown his page over. I think he's over almost 50 million followers. It might be within $10 but he's got a really large social media following. It's because he has shown everybody who he is as a person and developed a relationship with his audience. So when it comes time to buying his CD, guess what? Most of his fans are going to buy his CD because they already have that established relationship and they know him. And they know when he says to do something, they're going to do it. When he has this new movie, the you know Fast and the Furious, whatever the movie that he decides to come out with, he's got a new car company, he's got an entertainment company. Guess what? His followers are going to be loyal to him because he's taken the time to establish that connection, that relationship, um, and that that um, is something that a lot of people don't do. And I think yeah. that's phenomenal, and that's the way to do it establishing a relationship because without relationship there's no trust without trust how in the world is anybody going to buy anything from you or believe in anything you're doing they're not because the majority of people are all about themselves they are and that's just human nature you know we are we want what we want and and that's just how it is so without that relationship it's going to be very hard to sell anything. And these musicians have to understand that they have to create a relationship with their audience, and they have to create that bond. And without that, it's going to be very hard to sell anything. So that's what we want. That's what we teach. And we want to educate wow. everybody that walks through our doors.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try okay. to recap this phenomenal show uh, as best <laughs> I can. We have one minute left, a minute and a half. Uh, first of all, you can learn more about Rachel and what her network of really awesome people are doing at rmepresents.com, and um, I mean it's just phenomenal. There's no better proof of what we talk about in the Leverage Backbook and uh, and the things that we've done all these years with this show and all the different guests. That there's just every you check off every single box here. So there's passion, of course. There's service, and you wear your service on your sleeve. It is part of what you do. It's not an, a, an attachment to what you do. And, um, and, and family and networks. And, I mean, everything that you talked about today was just phenomenal. And it's not just because of the kind of business you're in. I'm sure you would agree that this is the kind of philosophy that would benefit any business in any industry no matter what yes. people do, right?
1: Right. Right.
0: So, yeah, because, I mean, it, it just makes sense. And all the successful businesses, you, 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 they're in the magazine covers. They're, they're, they're getting covered by everybody. Everybody has a similar kind of story. You just really nailed it today. Like that's a well, perfect showcase of what it means to have this done so, and done proper. So, Rachel E. Coppola, I really, really thank you for being here today. Would love to have you back and talk even more. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time to be on Leverage Masters And uh, everybody else, uh, rewind this thing. I know, rewind, I'm old. Rewind this thing and (laughs) listen to it again for inspiration because it's really awesome. Go check these guys out at rmepresents.com. Rachel, once again, thank you so much for being on Leverage Masters. We'll be back next week with another episode.
1: Thank you for having me.